With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, I want to welcome everyone to the call and also uh, all of those who like to tune in after the call. We have a lot more people um, tune in after the call than actually are... Um, listening on the call. And um, so, um, Ed, I see you just joined us. Uh, welcome yes. aboard. Thank and you. Ed, I was just uh, sharing with everyone that uh, I was in my car today and all of a sudden it just hit me all of a sudden, you know, it's not, the world church is not in the future, it's already here. <laughs> all right. The evidence, and so I'm going to have Kevin just briefly give an overview of what constitutes the world church. But before before you do, Kevin, I want to read something out of Ed Henry's book, The Anti-Gospel, on page 411. And I think it's very, very fitting. He said on page 411, Billy Graham has stated, I find that my beliefs are essentially the same as those of Orthodox Roman Catholics. Billy Graham is one of the many fellow travelers of the devilish Catholic doctrine. Graham's Arminian gospel brings him back to the Roman Catholic mountain from which he wrote his theology. In 1980, Billy Graham called Pope John Paul II the greatest spiritual leader of the modern world. Graham usually has Catholics on the platform during his gospel crusades and has a regular practice of giving the decision cards that are handed in during the crusade to the area Catholic bishop or follow-up by the Catholic priests. In September 21, 1957, interview with San Francisco News, Graham said anyone who makes a decision in our meetings is seen later and referred to a local clergyman, Protestant, Catholic, or Jewish. Billy Graham admitted, re, admittedly referred Jews right back to local Jewish rabbis when those Jews answered his altar call at his crusades. These Jews were seeking Christ, yet Graham diverged them away from Christ. What is not known by most, but is known by Graham, is that Judaism is an anti-Christ religion, wherein the hierarchy has an abiding hatred towards Christ and Christians. Graham is an agent of the devil, and he was doing Satan's bidding when he sent the unwitting Jewish sheep right back to the arms of their rabbis. Uh, Anyway, I just wanted to read that, and, and by the way, if you want to get a real interesting overview of the subject tonight, I would strongly recommend that if you haven't, uh, read, uh, well, I would recommend you read the whole book, but chapter 32 is excellent. It's called The Devil's Advocates, and it goes through a lot of very uh, well-researched um material regarding the false uh, teachers out there. Kevin, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I read that book in a week's time because I was so riveted to it. It, it was so excellent, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I think of the, a world church, I think of the papacy, because the Pope won't take second place to anybody. 
And, right. and we see with the Protestants, we see the denominations slouching toward Rome all the time. And also, we're told that God's people, the elect, are taught by God himself through the Holy Spirit to know the gospel and his foolishness to those that perish. The unbeliever who isn't instructed by the Lord considers the true gospel foolishness. And and that's why the, the churches are clamoring for pastors that will speak comforting words to them and just coddle them in their ignorance and and I was reading some of the uh, early reformers and how they were required to go to seminary before they could even speak in the pulpit. And they were educated in the scriptures and they had to know Greek and Hebrew. You know, but we let that fall away over time. And now we have people, when you watch uh, Trinity Broadcasting on TV or something, or, you know, just turn on Christian television, these, these people are the, are the most uneducated people. And they get yeah, more... Right. And they're more uneducated all the time. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 not only novices; they know nothing, you know. And so, right. but the world church is something uh, that I believe in time all the religions of the world will will find a way to get to Rome, and and the Pope is working on that, you know, with his ecumenical movement. So um, I just thank God He delivered me from that. I I I just I, you know. We have nothing to do with that. Right, and I, I tend to agree with you. I think that, you know, if you look at history, in all of the reformers, uh, mm-hmm. Calvin, Calvin and Luther and Zwingli and, and all of them called mm-hmm. the Roman Catholic Church from its inception the Antichrist. Yeah, the Pope. Right. They called sure. the Pope the Antichrist, okay? Sure, uh, sure. So, yeah, I think that's right. I think uh, I think that's it. and that's basically what Billy Graham was doing. He was aiding of and abetting the process of bringing everyone under this umbrella, Kevin. I mean, yeah, you're, you're very, right, very, very, right much, very much so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Mark Kennedy, uh, I know you said you watched at least some of the video. Do uh, you have any comments about that video, or do you have any thoughts about this one-world system, this one-world government, the one-world church? I think it's all going to be one and the same. I watched the whole video, and in the video it mentioned, it referenced McCarthyism going back to the 1950s and Senator Joseph McCarthy and all of that that went on, and it mentioned that McCarthy was, Jesuit trained. I I didn't know that before, and so I find that very interesting. Yeah, and I I don't know. Uh, I just I just happened to to discover that, and you can't. And uh, Ed would probably be better at. You know, one thing Ed has helped me on is he said, you know, there's a lot of videos out there that just mm-hmm. like just like the Billy Graham Association, they about half truths. You know, so you have mm-hmm. to really careful with some of these videos and what but it does it does prompt a lot of thought about the influence of for an example the Masons, Alistair Crowley, uh mm-hmm. the New World the New World Order, the Jesuits, and much of course we know about the Jewish influence the Jewish dominance over that all. Um Christopher, uh why don't you uh kind of get your thoughts on this subject? Well, I did watch some of that video, and uh, thank you. 
you know, the all those denominations that were that are Arminian, and there's many more than you mentioned, but they say they all think they're unique. Yet they're all, from our perspective, they're all they're all the same, and they all comprise that what is now or will be culminating in that one world religion. I think it's here even now, but but they don't read the book. If they read the book, they they they. I would hope they would see a parallel in in all all on this wide road. You know, the yeah. Bible talks about the narrow road and the wide road, and the the old paths and the you know. And yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I see there in regard to that. And they they don't see it because God didn't show them. So that's, that's right. the distinction. And there you are. Ed? Yeah. Well, that's that's really good. You know. Another thing I, I wasn't aware of that Ed pointed out in this book, and I'll have him address it, uh, address it here in a minute, but uh, I guess Jerry Falwell, during the heyday, uh, you know, he stated he he that Catholics made up the largest constituency in the moral majority. He said that he had... Uh, a mailing list of 6 million people, 500,000 active contributors, and he said the majority of those people were Roman Catholic. Mm -hmm. I'm shocked by that. Uh, I I guess I shouldn't be. But anyway, Ed, uh, why don't you just do a broad overview of this whole whole thing about not only the one world church, but the one world government and how how you see that playing its Playing it out, playing its way out right now in, in our in our time. Well, first of all, um, that video I would view and what they call it in the intelligence community as a limited hangout. So they give you just enough information to apprise you of the front men, but they will never ever mention the real power behind those men. So, example, uh, they mentioned Joseph McCarthy, okay? Now, Joseph McCarthy, uh, he, he brought in Roy Cohen. Now, mm-hmm. Roy, the reason he brought in Roy Cohen is because as he was investigating communism, he was, unturn- he was uh, uncovering Jewish influence everywhere. So all of the communists that that were in leadership were Jews. And it was playing political havoc with him. He brought Roy Cohen in in order to to fend off the claim that he was an anti-Semite. So he brought in this Jewish lawyer. Well, Roy Cohen was sent in, okay, for the purpose of undermining his investigation. So the allegations that he made, none of which, by the way, were ever proven to be false. In fact, every one of them was verified. But the, his character was assassinated, and with the help of Roy Cohen, okay, who undermined his investigation. Because the dirty secret is that communism is Judaism come to political power. This is what happens when Judaism comes to power. 
communism is essentially Judaism. So you you have to look at, okay, who is it you can never speak against? That tells you who the real power is. Who is it that people are afraid to criticize? Just as in Christ's time, they had the fear of the Jews. Today, it's the same thing. It's the fear of the Jews, all right? It's the same group. If you want to know who's in power, just, just find out who it is that you cannot criticize, and it is the Jews. The same Jews that clamored for the crucifixion of Christ are in power today, not the same individuals, but the same spirit. It is Judaism is Satanism, okay? Their God is Satan. Jesus said so. You are of your father the devil, and his deeds ye will do, okay? He was a murderer from the beginning and a liar. So these Jews are murderers and liars, just like their God, Satan. Now, um, that, that is the crux of the issue. Now, when, when, the, when this video points to the Roman Catholic Church and talks about the Jesuits, um, the Jesuits are a front for, again, Judaism. The first Jesuits, Ignatius of Loyola, was a Murano Jew. Okay, mm-hmm. they are they were they always have been controlled. It is a Jewish influence. The exercise, the spiritual exercises, come from the Kabbalah. Okay, the Roman Catholic Church, its theology comes from the Talmud and the Kabbalah. It is Roman Catholicism is Judaism for Gentiles. And yeah. when you look at that thing, they spoke about Freemasonry. Okay, well, guess what? Freemasonry is also um, a religion that is Judaism for Gentiles. Okay, and again, they also worship the devil, Lucifer. Lucifer is the god of Freemasons. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is a limited hangout where we get to look at the front man. It's much like the mafia. Everybody thinks of the mafia as run by the Italians. That is not true, okay? Uh, it, the mafia has always been Jewish at its leadership, okay? Um, and the Italians act as the front men. The Roman Catholic Church acts as the front men. The, the bottom line is that the, the Roman Catholic Church is a Gentile facade for Judaism. Indeed, if you look at the College of Cardinals, okay, what does cardinal mean? Every one of them are priests. Cardinal priests are chief priests. Cardinal means chief, okay? And the Pope was elected by, who's elected by the chief priest, uh, is the high priest. It's the same as the Sanhedrin. And indeed, uh, the first college of cardinals had 70, okay, hence the name Sanhedrin, 70 uh, cardinals. Now they have more than that today, but it is modeled after the Sanhedrin. So these parallels are inescapable, okay? This video, yes, it does reveal some truth, but what it leaves out is a gaping hole in people's understanding of who really is behind this world conspiracy against God and man, and that's the Jews. Hey, Ed, I have a a very relevant question for you. Uh, I'd like your response on it. And it's very timely because it just happened today, and that is that... Uh, we have Netanyahu uh, having all-day meetings today with Donald Trump. And I heard Netanyahu make a statement today 
as, as a result of Donald Trump's uh, pushing, now this is basically not in Yahoo, okay? As a result mm-hmm. of his activities in pushing for the embassy to be moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, the United States Embassy, he said, I just want to say to you personally, you are the a very, very, very good friend of Israel. Now, my question is, uh, how much uh, influence does the state of Israel have over the decisions of the United States government, and more, more specifically, Donald Trump? Um, it appears that they have pretty much hegemony over the United States, and that stems from their control of the Federal Reserve. Okay. The love of money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. The, the Federal Reserve is a private corporation incorporated in Delaware. They print our money, and it is run by Zionist Jews. Uh, they have us by the throat. Okay? The government runs, the fuel of government is money. And if you hand over to a private corporation the ability to print money, and then the government must borrow that money from the Jewish central bankers, uh, that gives them tremendous power. See, you and I have to labor for our money. They get to mm-hmm. print it. They get to print it. A law was passed, the stroke of a pen, a law was passed, creating a, uh, a scheme where when the government borrows money, they must borrow money from the Federal Reserve. See? And so it, 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 what it is, it's a sham exchange. The Federal Reserve prints Federal Reserve notes and exchanges them for Treasury notes. So at the end of the transaction, the Federal Reserve, whatever debt the government uh, uh, runs, the Federal Reserve gets to loan that money to the government. And the only thing they do to to obtain that money is to print it. Think about that. Just think about that. It's the most astounding thing. Not one in a hundred people understand this very simple fact, that it's a needless exercise. If the government wanted to inflate the currency, they could simply print their own currency. It's what Abraham Lincoln did during the Civil War. It's what allegedly that's what John Kennedy did, and that's why he was assassinated, okay, or he tried to do, uh, and had plans on doing. The, and, you know, the, the, their power could end tomorrow if the president would act as the president and do away with the Federal Reserve. It's a completely unconstitutional system that we have now. We have well, the, the shadow government is, is because the, we, we have a money power in the United States that works behind the scenes to undermine the elected representatives. Well, let, let me ask you one more question, and then I'm going to move back to Kevin. Uh, and this is, I think, one of the most relevant questions uh, here. Uh, understanding what you've just stated regarding the influence of Israel over the decisions and the power structure with the uh, United States government, the the executive and judicial and uh, all branches of the government, uh, how does that interplay and how does that connect to this one world church? And then uh, after you respond, I want Kevin to jump in and give his thoughts about this. But go ahead and answer, uh, answer that question for us. Well, understand this: they 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 have to have the Gentile world adopt their Judaism. That is that is the religion 
And the core is this idea, uh, Arminianism is part and parcel of that, okay? So, you know, the the rejection of the sovereignty of God and this, this if, you can contr- if you can concentrate a church into one entity with the Antichrist, and who, who I believe does sit in Rome, okay, uh, you know, in fact, he, he admits he's the Antichrist. He calls himself the Vicar of Christ. Well, Vicar of Christ translated, Vicar means in place of, okay, that's where we get the, uh, that's the root for vice. We have a vice president who acts in place of the president. He claims to act in place of Jesus Christ. He's the Vicar of Christ. Um, so he but you know what, himself- your, your, state, your statement, two paragraphs up, it just blew me away because you were just, you said that the Jews uh, Judaism has to have the Gentiles to endorse Judaism, and you were just explaining persona Zionism. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what that's what you were just identifying Zion the Zionist churches which are taken off, and we know that originated from Ophiel and the Jews. Yeah, and so that now we see why there's such a prevalence with not only, I mean, the Assemblies of God, the Southern Baptists, uh, all of the, a lot of these non-denominational churches, they all have bought into this persona that the Jews are God's chosen people and he has, a, he ha, and, and, and the statehood of Israel is the Israel of God rather than the elect Jew. In other words, who's uh, one inwardly, not outwardly, circumcision of the heart, you just described how they have been able to do this through the Gentiles by by absolutely propagating Judaism through the Zionist churches. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, and, and, um, and I believe that that's, what, that's, what, that that's the prophecy that is mentioned in the book of Revelations where it states that uh, they uh, they are. They claim. Wait, I'm, I'm. I have to get. I have to pull it up now. They claim. They they claim to be Jews, but they are not Jews. Do you remember the passage in Revelation? Yeah, they they are synagogue of Satan. Yeah. Yes, that synagogue mm-hmm. of Satan, I believe, is a reference to the church, not not the real church, but the phony church, because. Mm-hmm. The, there are spiritual Jews, and I believe that's a reference to spiritual Jews. They claim to be spiritual Jews, but they no, are I, not. They no. are the synagogue of Satan. And that's what we're dealing with, with the Christian Zionist churches, okay? They claim to be Christians, okay? They claim to be spiritual Jews, but they are not. They are the synagogue of Satan, and I believe that's what's being referenced there. Yeah, I just, well, you uh, know, now, now you, you wrote a book. Uh, and then I'm going to have Kevin jump in here, but you wrote a book on Bloody Zion. And what I want you to do is just real briefly uh, give an overview, first, why you wrote the book and what that book actually entails. Well, what it does is it shows the Zionist influence in uh, what is the um, nominal Christian church. I'll call it the nominal Christian church. Uh, because the people that claim to be Christian are, are actually, they, they are, in fact, in, in, throughout the book, I refer to them as Christian Zionists, but I put the term Christian in quotation marks, okay, to, to make the point that they're not Christian at all, 
Okay. In fact, if if you are a Zionist, you cannot possibly be a Christian. So it's it's a, it's like being a Christian Satanist. Okay. And so what they've done is they instead of looking to uh, the spiritual brotherhood of Christ, they look to a brotherhood uh, with the Jews. See, it, so it's the church is not spiritual, okay, that there's a promise to the Jews and that the church is a parenthesis in history so that the real promises that will, will flow not to the spiritual children of Christ by the grace of God through faith, but that is the spiritual seed of Abraham, um, Abraham believed and was accounted to him as uh, righteousness. The uh, it's it's not the spiritual seed that that gets the blessing, but it is the physical seed, and that is the Jews. And so their view is that the church is a uh, sort of a a parenthesis, and the real promises, the real blessings, flow to the fleshly Jews, and that they don't need the gospel of Jesus Christ. They don't need to believe in Christ. Okay, because there is a separate and distinct uh, uh, venue for salvation for them, separate and distinct from the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ, that they have a promise from God that they will be saved in some other means, okay, by virtue of their flesh. And that's a damnable uh, doctrine, and uh, that is the, uh, the Zionist influence within the church today. And the Baptist churches have gone along with that. They go along with the Schofield Bible, people carrying the Schofield Bible all over the place, and that's what's going on with the Schofield Bible. The Schofield, uh, Schofield was funded by Zionists uh, to create this, uh, uh, this scheme where uh, the, uh, the church is merely a parenthesis in history and that the real blessings will flow to uh, fleshly Israel. Very well put. Uh, Ed, I have a question. Was Darby influenced by the, uh, the Zionists? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, I, you know, I as far as direct influence, indirectly, mm-hmm. yes. Indirectly, yes. Okay. okay. Uh, Kevin, I have a question for you. I'd like for you to give us your take on this. Um, I have been literally maligned by a lot of people by uh, and, and what they'll do is they use the 11th chapter of Romans to come against me, and they say that I am doing the very thing that Paul says not to do, and I'll read. It, <clears throat> verse 15, If the casting away of them be to reconcile the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? For if the first fruits be holy, the lump is also holy, and if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wild olive tree were grafted in amongst them, and with them partakers of the root and fatness of the olive tree, boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off, that thou st- and thou standest by faith, be not high-minded, but fear, for if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness. And then it goes on and says, For if thou were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, were grafted contrary to the nature of the good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceit. 
that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. So could you address uh, this for us, especially this fullness of the Gentiles uh, coming in, into fruition? Okay, well, I have, I've had thoughts on this over the years, and, and I've heard both sides of it. And I, I had thought that um, the fullness of the Gentiles was when the Gentile church was complete because the church is mostly made up of Gentiles. So, and when that was finished, God would take out a remnant again out of Israel um, that would be saved. They would be saved in the same way we are, by, by grace, through faith. It's, it's just that there's a veil over their eyes right now. And, and I believe that some of them, maybe many of them, will uh, uh, you know, see the gospel as we see it. That's that's the way I've thought about that that passage. Well, that, that's kind of been that's kind of been my position, and you know, of course, the Zionists they want to they want to use this scripture against us, who are standing against those who are uh, promoting uh, evil Judaistic uh, doctrine, false doctrine, mm-hmm. and saying that we're coming against the natural branches. But the point is is that we're not boasting of anything because we've received right. it unconditionally. It wasn't anything that we've done. We're just yeah. pointing out the falsity of doctrine. And I do believe, uh, I would be interested in, Chris, your thoughts on this about the uh, uh, fullness of the Gentiles coming in. Go ahead, Chris. Well, the Gentiles, you know, brethren, we're all, if we're in Christ, we're all uh, spiritual Jews. Now, this can seem very technical, it, you know, it, or splitting hairs, but we, I, I believe we have a grasp of this. It's a pretty hard, uh, uh, appearing to be ambiguous uh, uh, verse that you guys are tackling there, the fullness of the Gentiles and so forth, everything surrounding that. But, again, it's, it's seek and you'll find and... There's a proverb I was look. I was trying to look it up here. You may help me with this. Uh, I'll paraphrase it. It's it's the honor of kings, but to search out a matter, you know. And right, right. Yeah. Anybody know the tail end of that? It's 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 to search out a matter, and so forth. It's concealed. Yeah. It's God conceals a thing or or what, but it's concealed, and we. Uh, it's our job. To, I used to know this, uh, it, but but it's but we search this out. And, and you know, if you look at these churches, these Armenian churches, they go to these churches for amusement. They don't muse, but you put the alpha in front of muse, which is to meditate and search things out and 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 and, and ponder something. You put the A alpha in front of it, and now it's amuse, which is mindless. And they mm-hmm. sit there, and they go along with these preachers, generally of ill repute, and they follow this, but it's really a, an entertainment thing, really. Whether they're aware of it or not, they go there to be entertained. You know, yeah. and it's so sad. Now, I don't know. Well, I'm, the the other, the other, I'm being the other entertained piece. here. I'm yeah. I'm not being entertained here at all. I I'm I'm musing over this. I'm 
this is an interesting value here, you know, mm-hmm. and we're we're all learning continually. Oh, good. Well, you know, I think that the other thing is is that the reality of it is is we are tr- we are tr- we are truth tellers. This goes back to the discussion last week about love. Love is not veiled in blindness and falsity. Love is is exposing the truth. And that's what we're talking about not. You know, Christ said I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And now we have not only the rabbis that have become ecumenical. They say they're ecumenical. Maybe, uh, uh, Kevin, uh, you can finish up any thoughts you have, and then, Ed, I'd, I'd ask you the question. No, let, me, let, me just re- let me just read this verse real quick. Okay. Proverbs 25, 2-3. to three. It, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. And we're right. all kings, priests. We're all kings and priests good in, in, yeah. in yeah, God. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah, I like the proverb where it talks about how a man will turn a mountain upside down to find the riches in, in the earth and, and how we should do that, do that with the word of God as well. Yeah. That's, that's what we're trying to do here. I would but, never hmm. say... They need all Israel to be saved. I would never say that that's all of national Israel to be saved. No, no. I would. It always has to be a remnant, as Paul says. Even even now, there's a remnant according to the election of grace. Well, yes, and and Israel. There's there's two Israels spoken of. There's there's the physical Jew, like Ed referred to, and there's the spiritual Jew, and all Israel there is referring to both Jew and Gentile who are spiritual Israel. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. yeah and so um, I did want to. And Chris, that's a really good uh, reference there about seeking things out and being prudent and being discerning and so on. Like uh, Walt has said so many times, you know, in his hour of discernment, and that is that we are not to be undiscerning. Everybody's saying you're not supposed to judge. You can't do anything without making discernment about something. And uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ed, what I'd like you to do, Ed, is talk about what should be our proper, as Christians, what should be our proper response to these Zionists who uh, are, a lot of them are just totally deceived. In other words, because of the churches that they're in, they've been, they've had the Scofield Reference Bible, they've had all of this courage propagated to them. What should be our our response to those that are not actually promoting uh, this Zionism, but they're just caught up in it. What do you mean, not promoting it, but they're doing what in it? They're just caught up in it. In other words, they're being taught, and they're just, uh, they're in the middle of it. They're not oh, teaching. I yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of that. And see, the thing is, once once it's revealed to those who've been deceived, they see the deception right away. And that's by the unction of the Holy Spirit. So, right. I mean, th- there is no doubt that there are Christians in many Arminian churches who, once they they read the gospel for what it says, will leave those churches. In Zionist churches, that will leave those churches. Okay. And yep. but but the thing is, uh, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. 
neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So what do you have left in these churches is you have this gospel that plays to the flesh, to the natural man. And these are the massive, massive churches, okay, going in the wide gate. Many there find it, okay? So these these, uh, these, uh, pastors are keen mathematicians. So they have determined that they are going to play to the wide gate. That's where the money is, okay? And that's where the glory is. So now with regard to... um, the, the Zionist churches, I mean, if all you have to do is read the gospel, the New Testament, for what it says. So Christians are viewed as the heavenly Jerusalem. We read that in Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verse 22. We are Mount Zion, okay, again, uh, verse 22 of chapter 12. We are the people of God, Hebrews 4.9. Um, the holy city, Revelations 21.2. The new Jerusalem, Revelations 3.12. Okay? Um, we are heirs of the kingdom, James 2.5. So we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen generation. We are, in Galatians 6.16, the Israel of God. The circumcision, in Philippians 3.3. Okay? The temple of God, 1 Corinthians 3.16. So understand this, that this language is describing the church. We are Abraham's seed, Galatians 3.29. So this, this language is spiritual language. It is revealing the, the, the church, okay, as the Israel of God. And the idea that they would twist the promises given to Abraham, okay, and then say that these promises are then going to go to the flesh of Israel and not to the spirit of Israel is is to ignore uh, the gospel that is contained in the New Testament, which sheds light on what those prophecies mean. Yes, yes. Um, because only those that are chosen in Christ, whether they be Jew or Gentile, it, it doesn't matter, but, but they right. must first have been elected and adopted by God to be saved. So, so they can come in at any time the Holy Spirit wants to bring them in. You know, I don't have. Yeah, and the other, the other, the other piece is just like my dad always said. You know, back in 1964, mm. he told he told me he said, Larry, you know, don't buy into all this garbage about the Jews being God's chosen people. He said if mm. if they were, he said if the I'm, he says I'm talking about the state of Israel and the Jews by and large, most of them, if they were God's chosen people, they would be in Jesus Christ as their Messiah. And none of them are doing it. And he That's said, right. the only ones that are doing it are, are a very small remnant. Of, and he said, those are the ones that are God's chosen people, along with those who are, all of those who are embracing Christ as their Messiah and their Lord and their King, and for whom Christ has died for. And so it's really an attack on the atonement as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. whenever these Jews get... Whenever these Judaizers get up and start preaching from the pulpit about the Jews being God's chosen people like John Hagee and they don't need Christ and so on, he is actually coming against the atonement of, of Jesus Christ. Right, right. That's what he's doing. He's well, attacking. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, they, they were in the Old Testament dispensation, and it was a picture of how God would save a nation out of all nations and then transferring that to the covenant of mercy in the New Testament 
it's how God saves a people out of all nations instead right. of naming a nation for himself. So in the sense of his creating Israel out of Abraham and his 12 sons, I mean, Jacob's 12 sons, that was a picture of uh, election there. And, right. Yeah. Well, Mark uh, Kennedy, we've, uh, I'd like for you to kind of weigh in on this. Um, what I know that you come out of some non-denominational kind of churches, and what has been your experience over the years with those who have taught uh, that the uh, state of, you know, that the, that Israel is God's chosen people, the, the nation of Israel over there? Um, I've heard that idea before. Um, I think that's the basic worldview of Zionism. And I'm I'm finishing up a tabletop magazine from R.C. Sproul from September 2002, and he was going over Romans chapter 11. And he, in that, it was talking about how God grafted in the branch of the Gentiles to stimulate the Jews to jealousy to make the, to bring them back to belief to to rebuke them in their unbelief. God turned to the Gentiles, but He was also saying to the Gentiles, you know, I put you in there, so don't think you put yourself in there. Yeah, that's good. Right, and that's that's what we were talking about earlier. That you know, there's there's scripture I can't I can't I don't know exactly where it's at right now, but it says something about I'm paraphrasing, but anything that we have, we've received it. Okay, it's something we've received. It's not anything we've done. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not of him that willeth, nor of him that willeth, but God that showeth mercy. And, yes, yeah. And if a person uh, once they recognize, once they've been quickened by the Holy Spirit, once they recognize this gift is unconditional, it's... it removes it removes all ground of boasting on any type of "I did this, that, or the other thing." It removes it removes all ground of boasting. And also, you know, ninety-nine percent of the Armenian Church. They preach that if you believe, will obtain salvation. But the fact is, the only way you can believe is if you've already been quickened. Yes, yeah. yes. You know. Well, I uh, want to now go into another area, uh, and we'll go back up now. Just have yeah, a just one thing, Larry. Yeah, go ahead. I wanted to say one more thing about what you were saying. We don't put the cart before the hearse. Salvation, faith does not lead to salvation, but faith comes out of salvation. We have faith because of the result of salvation, or because of salvation. <laughs> you know, I I was thinking when you said that we put the cart before the hearse. <laughs> uh -huh. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's good because if we're dead, how can we do anything? Okay. Yeah, right. Anyway, well, let's. Uh, I want to go back to Chris for a minute because he made a really good point 
uh, Chris, I know that you've you've been around. I know you've uh, been in Bible studies with uh, Alfred Chunk, and I know he did quite a bit of study there uh, at the latter part of his life on the apocalypse and revelation. And I haven't really got into that study. Uh, but my question to you, Chris, and I don't want to get into a real deep conversation, but it's something that keeps coming up over and over, and that is uh, as it relates to uh, eschatology, um, it, is it incorrect to state that things are going to get worse and worse and that uh, we're going to end up um, being uh, persecuted for righteousness' sake, and are we going to go through the great tribulation? Uh, there's a lot of people out there that are promoting a false rapture, and you're going to be out of here, and you know you're mm-hmm. never, you know, God's going to rescue us out of the tribulation, pre-tribulation, and so on. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Chris? Well, uh, brother Alfred, uh, he didn't really. Uh, uh, he pretty much took the old paths. You know, he didn't adhere to this, to to uh, really the, he understood that the rapture, the, the end of the world, the last day, judgment, is all pretty much a simul, uh, the, you know, it's all pretty much a simultaneous event. Exactly, You know, yeah. and you've seen what the booksellers have merchandised this by spreading it out and making making lies out of the seven years and the, the thousand-year reign of Christ; those numbers are are rubber stamps for what God's really saying. You know, uh, again, now I would refer over to Brother Kevin because he he read uh, Alfred's uh, final writings, his his book, what the Revelation of of Jesus Christ. Uh, 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 Kevin, why don't you why don't you go into that a little more? I think you're a little more because uh, he, he was familiar with Alfred as pretty much as well but but you but Kevin read this book that and your your opening question was dealing with Alfred and his understanding of uh of uh the revelation the book of the revelation or the apoc you know the apocalypse and so forth but I would refer over to Kevin who who actually read Alfred's thoughts in in word print yeah uh in, most of what he wrote in that uh, two volume book of called the revelation um, was from his sermons, and, and but then he, he added to it. So there, there's additional things. He 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 taught a um, a, a last day uh, resurrection and a rapture. In other words, the saints would go up and the dead would rise as, at, at the same time that the saints would rise. Yeah, and there was nothing secret secret about it. In other words, it was the right. final. The you know they will be forever with the Lord. And mm-hmm. here's the, the secret rapture thing. The reason it's concocted is, again, the state of Israel has to have a reason, okay, to have Christ setting up an earthly kingdom here on earth and mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. And there, there's a direct correlation. When you look at the Hal Lindsay's and you look at the, the Left Behind series, all this stuff, it's all directly connected to Zionism. Ed, can you can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I think that's that's the source of, of their doctrine. In fact, uh you were talking about the this idea of pre tribulation rapture. Uh if you read Second Thessalonians and if all the Christians would do that, just open their Bible like the Bereans, 
the more noble Bereans and check and see what the, what they say is true. So if you read Second Thessalonians chapter two verse two, it says um, it it warns uh, don't be soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us that the day of Christ is at hand. Okay, let no one deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there be a, come a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed. Okay, so that day is the day that they talk about being the day of Christ, okay, and they talk about that as being the rapture, that's what they call it, and by the way, rapture is uh, the root word, is where we get rapt, is where we get our word rape, and so what they do is they, they have the chaste bride of Christ being raped, okay, and so this is a very subtle uh, twisting of the gospel. And, of course, Satan will pervert it with the pervert, perverted words that he uses in his theology, like rapture, which is nowhere found in the Bible. It's a resurrection, not a rapture. Uh, and anyway, the day of Christ, they, they talk about that. They're talking about the rapture. And it says here that this resurrection, okay, um, that that day shall not come except they're coming or falling away first and the man of sin be revealed. So the man of sin will be revealed and there's going to be a falling away before the resurrection, not after. Before, right. it says here, before. But the, the uh, pre-tribulation raptures have the Antichrist making his presence known after the rapture, which then That's reveals right. the Antichrist. See? Yeah, they, they go through that whole, you know, Christ setting up a thousand year reign Christ was very clear he said my kingdom is not of this world they're still trying to create this earthly kingdom and you know they they also say well it's going to be a secret rapture you're going to be caught away and my study of Revelation says every eye shall see him Okay, there's nothing secret about it well listen we have uh, we have covered a lot of Go ahead. Uh, one, th- one thing I'd like to add. My understanding of, of the, the word rapture was in caught. They were caught up. And the word mm-hmm. caught in, in Greek is rapio, or to snatch, or to take quickly. And that's, right. what, I, well, that's what I understand where we get rapture. I, I never heard what, what Ed just said about it, but it might be I'll, true. I'll, I'll, I'd be happy to s- uh, send you a, uh, a study I have done on that. And in fact, sure, about, uh, it's about the, uh, the, the Greek word for caught yeah. up is harpazio. It is not okay. raptio, it's harpazio. And okay. so, um, so no, uh, this idea means, of rapture... That means rape? No, 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 no. Harpazio oh. does not mean rape. That's resur- uh, No, caught up. Oh. Okay. Yeah, harpazio. right. But where do we, yeah, where rapture, do we get... Ra- rapture, rapture is found nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere in Greek or English. I see. Okay. And, and and the whole thing is, it is not denying that we will be caught up to be forever with the Lord. What he's saying right. is they've contact, concocted this rapture huh. word, which really means rape, rather than this okay. the other the other word. But yeah, I, it's a I, resurrection. It's a resurrection of the chaste bride of Christ to be with Him forever. Okay. Yeah, right. It is sure. the rapture. Is this um. It's a concoction. It's it's a satanic concoction. There is a resurrection at the end of the world. There is not a seven year tribulation follow, that that follows a a, a secret yeah, right. rapture. Uh, no, that that's not found anywhere in the gospel. That is a okay. that is from right. 
the mind of the Zionist uh, perverted um, uh, uh, rabbis who inspired Schofield to come up with that uh, malarkey. Okay. Okay. Then there was one other thing about Chomp. He taught that uh, the saints would suffer and there'd be fewer and fewer saved to the end of the age. And that at, at the very end, there would be such suffering even to affect the, the church uh, that all flesh would perish unless these days are not shortened. So he, he, he taught that we should see that that is the uh, end of the church. And it is. In yeah, some I, think, I think scripture backs him up on that because it, several yeah. places that say that if, you know, uh-huh. if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. Right. And we know right. that that's not. We know that that's not possible. Right. The elect will never be deceived. Yeah. And also, right. it talks about that mm-hmm. for the elect's sake, these days will be shortened. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, and it says also that the it talks about the saints dwelling in the caves and the dens of the earth because the world is not worthy to receive them. In some parts right. of the world, and I was reading the history of Scotland when when the the Catholic England was was attacking the Protestants in Scotland. They were they were dwelling in the bogs and in, in the, the, the the swamps because the horses wouldn't go in there, and so so they they were safe and they were living <laughs> literally in dens and in caves, and that's how it can be for us here in this country as well. Well, the, yeah, and some of the also during the time of the Valdenses, uh, mm-hmm. they they. They were literally slaughtered. They were living in caves and and in the Piedmont area, and they were just totally massacred then. And I was thinking about what you were saying, Kevin, because uh, yeah, it it talks about even in the great uh, faith chapter eleven, it Mm. it talks about that very thing that you bring up, you know, Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and it says uh, who through Faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, quenched the violence of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Uh, women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Moreover, bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain. Anybody that reads the Fox's Book of Martyrs, you know, of whom yeah. the world was not worthy, they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And I think we're, you know, I don't think that we're, anyone that reads the Fox's Book of Martyrs, my question to, to, to those people is, especially the health and wealth people, what makes you think that yeah. we are any better than those people? Oh, that's right. And it talks about we haven't suffered unto the loss of blood yet. And yes. so many of yes. us haven't. We really haven't. And so, yeah, we need to hide the word in our heart that we not sin against the Lord in that time when we might be tested in a similar way. Yeah, right. That's, that's awesome. You know, that, that majority that you just talked about, they have nothing to worry about in this temporal state because mm-hmm. they're, they're of the state-owned religion. You know, they're all yes. part of that. So they don't have mm-hmm. anything to, yeah. to confess right. or, to, or to be, uh, they're not going to be uh, a martyred per se. It's, right. it's the it's the righteous right. in Christ that that that, sure. that might take another look at this and but there's no place to dwell on this on this earth, right? You know, I mean, there's no place to go hide. There's uh, uh, their their tentacles uh, cover the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, I think we've covered a lot of ground tonight. It's now 6.55. We've got five minutes, and so I'm going to just go around uh, and let everyone have any final comments regarding this subject of world religion. And it's no longer the coming world religion. It's here, folks. And uh, uh, do you have any final thoughts on this, Mark? Yes, I wanted to say we are aware of these things, but we don't are not to be alarmed because the Lord Jesus said that these things must happen, but the end is not yet. So that's right. It's one thing to know about them, but we not be alarmed. We should rejoice because we know that the return of the Lord is imminent when we see this world getting more and more evil every day. That's right. In fact, he even says, when you, be, when you see all these things become the past, look up, your redemption draws nigh. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Chris, uh, any final thoughts before we kind of bring this to a closure? Well, actually, I think we pretty much covered it. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, it's, pretty, it is here even now, and uh, we don't adhere to it. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, I, I will mention this, that our, our salvation is so sure that God would actually have to advocate his, his throne over to Satan if, if, if Satan was able to snatch one of God's elect away. But mm-hmm. you know this, brethren, God is, or, or Satan is not able to. I don't think right. he's aware of it, even though he tries. But but mm-hmm. but he's not able to snatch away any of God's elect, and that's how sure our salvation is. So oh, rather yeah. than that, I'm glad, I'm glad you reminded us of that. You know, we need to we need to hear that. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Um, yeah, Kevin, you have any final thoughts? Yeah, the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And, That's right. And what that what that means is God's love toward humanity is for that portion of humanity that He's placed yes. in Christ, and that's that's the love that He has. Yeah. Uh, I would ask Ed if he would mail me or email me that information about that. Why don't you send that to everyone? Maybe you send it to Larry, and Larry can just send it out to all. Yeah, yeah I'll be ha- sure. I'll be happy to blast it out to everybody, Ed. Okay. If send it. Uh, yeah, um, I will good. do that. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. Yeah, Ed, uh, do you have any final thoughts about this? Uh, any final thoughts about the connection between the one world government and the one world church? Well, if we can just if we can just look at at those that are in what what people perceive as the Christian church, and I, I use quotation marks. Uh, Glenn or, or uh, John Hagee, for example. Uh, who I believe yeah. has a satanic gospel. Uh, it, what comes to mind is the uh, passage in Galatians chapter 2, verse 4, which says, And that because of false brethren, unawares brought in, who came in privily to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us unto bondage. And that, ex- that, that, that explains Hagee and the rest of the Zionist uh, ministers. Very good. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah, and what, if you, anybody, I'm I'm telling you, if you have, if you want to get the historical research uh, on the Zionist movement, uh, and by the way, Bloody Zion, if anybody wants that, it's a that's available through uh, 
I mean, you don't have to get the hard copy, do you? And that's available. They can go and get that in a uh, Kindle format, can't they? Just send me your address if you want a hard copy. I'll send you one out to you. Okay, so, man, yeah. I'll tell you. I and I, highly... I, can, I can also email you the Kindle version or the PDF version as well. Yeah, I would highly recommend you guys do a review of Bloody Zion. I I sent I I have a friend in Harrison, Arkansas. I drove all the way to Harrison, Arkansas to hand deliver him a copy of Bloody Zion. And after he started reading it, 24 hours later, he calls me up and he was in shock. He said, "I I knew this all my life. I did just didn't think anybody had the guts to write it." Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it, it it will rock rock your boat. Okay, with that, I want to thank everybody for coming on tonight. I want to thank Andrew, uh, Louise, guest two, guest four, John from Toronto. Uh, of course, I want to thank all of our our speakers, Chris and uh, uh, Edward and Mark and Kevin, and. Uh, We'll look forward to seeing you all next week, uh, the good Lord being in the matter. We know the Lord's in every matter. I I knew a guy that used to say that all the time, the good Lord being in the matter. And then one day I realized, you don't have to say that. The good Lord's in every matter, okay? Right, right, right. Anyway. All right, well, you all, you all have a good night. Okay. Right. God bless right. you. Lord willing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.